man. And we are back. Uh, week 15. Blessed to be back for another week. Welcome back to Black Friday, everybody. My name is Christian. We got Chris. We got Omar. We got a special guest. We got uh, Colton Pickard here. Colton, uh, man, introduce yourself, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I am nothing more than a memer. I do the memes <laughs> on the interweb, and that's really my only claim to fame. I occasionally do articles. I do the writing on the interweb as well, so with uh, Young Americans Against Socialism. So, yeah, you can check out articles there. But other than memes and writing, there's not much I do around here. Memes are the way to right there. I, I, honestly, man, memes are the way to go. Right <laughs> you got to learn, Omar. Maybe Cole will teach you a few things. Right? Memes I'll give you some <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe so. You never know. <laughs> but, man, so, I mean, another busy week. He got a full, whole week of the Joe Biden administration going down, thousands of more jobs lost. And then recently we have the left and the right uniting against the common enemy uh, known as the <laughs> Wall Street hedge funds. <laughs> and it's, it's it's a crazy, it's a wild ride. And man, before we hop into all that, uh, just want to say thank you again. Everybody's tuning in, tuning in watching. Uh, if you guys want to you know, support us in any sort of way, please be sure to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel it upon your heart, so please donate. Please uh, shoot us a message and we can tell you how to do that. Uh, you guys make this work for all of us. So thank you again for your support. Thank you, Amanda Spears, for the graphic designs. It's always fire every week. Thank you so much. And, yeah, I mean, so, you know, back on to – I mean, not just a bash on Biden fest here, but it's what he's doing. It's not just a bash. It's just literally like reading off everything that he's doing. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, what, what do you think, Chris? I mean, going through a whole week here and just looking at it. <laughs> we, I mean, look, it, you don't even have to be partisan to realize that the dude's just like, he's just going back and doing everything that, Trump did, even if it worked well, he's going against it, you know, and it's just so he can say, I went against Trump, you know, all of these executive orders he's passing, um, it, it's it's ridiculous that he's re re uh, passing executive orders, basically undoing what Trump did with the opioid crisis, undoing what Trump did, Keystone Pipeline, the wall, he, he's just everything that possibly Trump did, he's trying to undo. And uh, you know, you just look at his um, his press secretary and she, she don't know what to say. You know, she said this. I'll circle back to that. I'll circle back to that. That's all she can say is I'll circle back to that. Um, she, I don't know what she's circling back to, but um, she, she's trying to. And it's it's ridiculous. Um, I, I think that th this is a good thing, though, because those who voted for him just because Orange Man bad, they're going to actually realize that, oh, well, now I'm out of a job. And oh, man, now I'm, you know, gas is five dollars a gallon. You know, or I lost my job because it's a $15 minimum wage and I actually worked at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not worth $15 to flip a patty. I mean, and I worked fast food. So before everyone's like, hey, you can't say that. Hey, I worked fast food for four years. I can say that. It's not worth $15 now. You're not that special. Just, I'm just going to say that. But uh, I don't know. Omar, what are you feeling about like uh, Joe Biden's uh, first full week? Crazy. And when have we ever seen throughout history... 40 executive orders, 40 of them. To be honest, the executive order is probably unconstitutional. Yes, we got the Emancipation Proclamation and other things through executive orders, but the, the founders' original intent 
for the office of the president was not for the president to be a king by in instituting executive orders. That's what we're doing. Every president has done it. Um, Biden's doing it more. I don't like it. Um, he officially did the Mexico City uh, executive order this week, which allows for the um, funding for abortions overseas. So I didn't like that one. There's one that affects me directly. He, Trump signed in an executive order that would have lowered um, insulin prices. I, I need my insulin, folks. I'm a type one diabetic. When Biden did that, it struck a chord in me. It should have struck a chord in my parents and all of my family members who are diabetic that supported this man. Um, he also got rid of the executive order that was going to fight the opioid addiction uh, crisis. So Biden's first week in office, I don't think I don't think it's a precursor for good things, folks. Um, Colton, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, I mean, he's already put tens of thousands of people out of jobs with the Keystone Pipeline, and I can only assume he's going to put thousands of more out of jobs. And uh, I saw it was I guess it was a TikTok video made its way to Instagram of a mom crying, like, I guess, out of her outside of her pharmacy because she couldn't afford the insulin for her child. So these are obvious. These policies are already affecting the American people in a negative way. So, yeah, he's not off to a good start. And I saw today, actually, you've probably seen the graphic where he signed 40 executive orders. And then last October, he said, if you sign executive orders, you're ruling like a dictator. Uh, the AP is already siding mm. with him and said that there's missing context with that. So Facebook's already fact checking those, uh, those <laughs> graphics and saying there's missing context because he was talking about taxes and he hasn't signed an executive order on taxes. So there's missing context there. So just be aware that uh, big tech, the media is going to be on the side of Biden. So it's not going to be a fun or an easy, hopefully just four years. But uh, yeah, we have our work cut out for us for sure. And the media is definitely going to be easy on the press secretary. She's circled back mm -hmm. or she said she will about 800 times. She's surprisingly said she's going to circle back more than Joe Biden signed executive orders, which is almost impossible, but she's done it. And uh, today in her briefing, she, uh, one of the reporters follow, followed up with her on one of her circle backs and she frantically flipped through her notebook looking for mm -hmm. her team's answer and she didn't have it. So she's going to have to circle back on that circle back probably sometime next week. So it's already a mess. Nobody knows what's going on. And uh, it's definitely not a good thing for the next four years. I, it, it's it's very interesting. I don't know if I actually feel bad for her. And I don't know who's at fault here. I feel like she's totally unprepared and po possibly very incompetent. But also, what does she have to work with when you have Joe Biden, you know, in his administration that's like literally like sending her out to the wolves every day well not not to mind you that the wolves are gonna actually like actually bite down and you know give her crap for it because they're not but they're setting her sending her out there totally unprepared i don't know if she's the best person for the job as it is and now i just wonder like is it more of her not being ready or is it much more of just her administration like that administration just being absolutely awful at everything and totally just like hanging her out to dry and i, I don't know what it is but it's not good yeah it's probably just the white house as a whole Nobody really knows what's going on. They're still trying to push people through to get them uh, approved to be in Biden's cabinet. So there's still a few missing pieces in the White House, but that's really no excuse for her not being able to answer simple questions on COVID and Biden policy that she should be able to answer and that the previous administration would have easily and happily answered. So 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling she's going to dodge a lot of questions. And then, you know, the, the media just goes so soft on her. And the media goes soft on everything. Like like Colton said, you know, the Associated Press, they're just like, ah, you're missing some context in that one. Don't don't criticize Daddy Joe because it's he's obviously <laughs> on their side. I don't understand how millions of people dress up in black with their purple hair, go to the streets and say, we are the resistance as hedge funds are on their side, the millionaires are on their side, the media and every corporation is on their side. It makes no sense. They're all flying the rainbow flag every uh, June or July. I forget which month that is, but you know, yeah. all over there. Yeah. there you go, June. Every June, they're all, McDonald's got the rainbow flag, but we're the resistance. We're the oppressed ones. No, shut up. Like being a conservative now, you are you are the ones labeled as Nazis and there are politicians calling for us to be put in a re-education camp. Like get that get the mess out of here. You you don't know what you're talking about and you are a part of the majority. You are allowed well, I would say you're a loud majority of people who want to say that well, Joe Biden is is the resistance against orange man bad. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean one of the things that everybody's talking about, especially in the Twitter world, is that Joe Biden undid Trump's ban on transgender people in the military. And, and when you really look at it in retrospective, it, was, it wasn't just a transgender ban, but it was like people that were literally trying to go to the military and then get hormones injected or actually get like surgery like while being in the military, like I wasn't allowed. Um, it, it, and I think, yeah, this is me 100%, is that the United States military isn't a social experiment and shouldn't be treated as such. And the more that we do this, it's going to be make us more of a laughing stock on the global scale. And I don't like that at all. You know, I don't like I don't like bombing random cities in the Middle East. I think we're heading that direction. And I don't like being looking looking like a bunch of weak losers out there either. And I think that's what that's what we're going to start looking like too. You know, it's going to look bad. I I just don't like it. You you know what? With that, I've always um, said that if you're ready to serve, serve. If you want to serve, serve. Um, I'm not going to stop you from um, getting in a uniform and serving. But at the same time, um, with my grandfather being in World War II, my dad being a former Marine, my uncle being in the Army, and my cousin currently serving in the Army in C near Seattle, Washington, uh, I'd like to say, if you're not mission ready, you should not be able to serve. When you're taking those hormones, it's a lot of transition and you never fully transition or else you wouldn't have to keep on taking hormones. Right. Uh, th there you go. Science. Um, so if you're not mission ready, if you have to keep on taking hormones, if you need an adjustment period for your body to adjust to hormones that you shouldn't be taking in the first place, you're not mission ready. You're not ready to go out there uh, for six to eight weeks without uh, without certain necessities of life. That's what you have to do when you're in times of war, when you're um, trying to keep peace uh, in different countries and in different areas. You know, you, you, you're not mission ready. So, so honestly, this whole ban on it, um, first off, I, I probably wouldn't have been still the ban, but I wouldn't, but if I was a recruiter, I would not be recruiting transgender people. They're, well, they're not mission ready. And that's the one thing about well, it's a discriminatory policy. The military is very discriminatory for a very serious reason. It's because it's supposed to be the best that we have to offer that's out there on the battlefield that's fighting 
that's actually working to make sure that they don't all die and that we secure you know, our interests and our freedoms over here at the United States. It's not meant to, oh, it's discriminatory. Yes, it's supposed to be discriminatory. If you're too short, you can't join the military. You have too many health conditions, you can't join the military. You know, if you're too stinking blind, you can't join the military. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. It's, it's very simple to me. So that's the one thing. It's discriminatory. Yes, the military is very discriminatory for a reason. It's supposed to be uh, not everybody. It's not for everybody. And that's the one thing about it. It's not a social experiment. Like I said before, it's very discriminatory. We're supposed to have the best people out there. If you're throwing off a group's cohesion because you don't know what bathroom or what, what's going on and you're suffering from gender dysphoria, which is a very serious, you know, it's a mental illness. I don't know if this is where you should be. And it may call me a horrible person for saying so, but I care, I care about everybody out there. It's not just one person. And, and, and here's the thing about that, Christian. Usually when you're taking hormones, you have to take shots. You can't take a shot when you're in the trenches over in Iraq or uh, Syria, if, if we're going back there. Or um, oh, we're, we're going there. In the war with China. You, you can't we're do that. China. <laughs> You know, you can't do anything. Taking a shot. I, I, I'm a type one diabetic. I have to take shots literally all the time, every day for the rest of my life. I cannot serve in the military, and I'm and I, I came to terms with that years ago, um, because I just can't drop everything so I can take a shot so I can focus or um, be healthy. You know, transgender people have to realize, hey, life does not. I mean. The military operation does not stop because you need to take a shot to stay in whatever state you're in. You, you know. Well, it's the it's the mindset that the world revolves around them. You must call me my pronouns. You must respect me. It's my human right to have X, Y, and Z and everything under the sun. They believe the world revolves around them. So it, it's it's mind-boggling to them that somebody will say, "Well, you actually can't do this. It's not a right. You don't have a right." to be in the military, it, it's more of a privilege. And you know, all of the brave people that sign up and go and do that, I have much respect to them, but it's it's really, if you wanna serve, there's other ways to do it. And if you aren't eligible, then you just can't do it. Um, like like Christian said, if you're too short, you're too tall, you're too fat, you're, you know, you can't do it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's just genetics. Jesus, it, it is what it is. And I don't know why, it's become such a taboo to talk about the fact that we're talking about the military. It's a very serious thing. And it's just like, ah, they could totally do it. Like, it's, it's not even about that. Like sure they could, it's the group's cohesion plus everything else that goes into it. Like we're not just going to change standards and change rules just because of whatever you feel like it's not how that goes. Goodness. Absolutely not. <sighs> Man. Okay. So, Switching gears here, uh, Colton, do you, uh, you follow Reddit at all? I mean, you're a memer. So um, I, I am on the Reddit. That's where I, I uh, <laughs> keep up with the meme culture. Yeah. Okay, so this, this is for you, man. I want, I want to have you explain this here better for, for the people here. Explain what's going on with uh, Reddit and uh, just for one, Reddit, Reddit and GameStop. You know, there, there's a few other stocks in there too, but Reddit and, and GameStop here. No. Yeah, okay. I'll do my best. Uh, so basically Reddit, if you don't know what Reddit is, it's basically just another social media platform. It's a little different than Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, the main ones. Uh, I would say it's probably worse than Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of ignorant stuff that happens on Reddit, but 
I enjoy the conservative and libertarian meme pages, so that's the only reason I'm there. But basically what happened here is there's a Wall Street Bets uh, subreddit, and they noticed that a, a hedge fund in New York was uh, shorting a stock, which means they're betting on it going down. So they worked together to all buy this GameStop stock and shoot it up. I think it finished at like a thousand percent and went up a thousand percent, which is absolutely insane for a stock. Uh, it was up there with like Tesla. So that's how high it shot up. And uh, so now uh, Robin Hood's like shut down their app for trading to GameStop. AMC was another one and BlackBerry was another one. I didn't know BlackBerry still was a company. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't know they were still in the phone game, but maybe they're doing something else. I don't know. But those were like the three main ones. I think Nokia was in there too, which if you're buying a Nokia phone, what are you doing? But uh, those were like the main ones. And so now there's a whole deal with that. And uh, it's kind of exposed our market because, you know, we have a, we say we have a free market and I mean, anybody can get involved. Anybody can start a business. Anybody can put money in wall street. You can do really whatever you want, but this is kind of exposing that and saying, no, our system doesn't favor the everyday person that puts money down on wall street. They favor, favor the billionaire hedge funds that, uh, fund these. I mean, I would say most of the politicians, I mean, the people that funded Joe Biden's campaign, it wasn't small dollar donors. It was the hedge funds on wall street. So they're going to protect him. He's going to protect them. There's definitely going to be some things that come out of this. Uh, punishment wise, I don't think these Redditors are going to get away with this. Uh, unfortunately, they're probably going to be punished pretty bad because they're going to definitely punished for. Like, what are the charges that are going to be punished? market manipulation? Will like likely be the one that'll be the main charge because they That's coordinated easy. Yeah, and it's kind of insane being honest because these head these hedge funds manipulate the market every day. CNBC, yeah. if you watch CNBC in the morning, they manipulate the market. There's a guy that went on the other day, I think, that said that uh, hotel stocks are going down. They're going to plummet. Hotels are going to close down. He said like all hotels. And he, basically, he specifically called out Hilton Hotels. And then it turned out yeah. later that day after people sold Hilton Hotels, he bought Hilton hotel, hotel stock and made money off of it. So market manipulation happens every day, whether it's in the media or whether it's in these hedge funds, because these hedge funds work together too. They definitely... Uh, work together to uh, manipulate some of this stock. And and the way they make their money, they're betting on these shorts. And so they're betting on companies losing money. And that's a whole nother thing. Like, why are you betting on a company to lose money? You should be wanting to help them make money. But that's, I guess, more of an ethical thing, if you want to say that. But that's kind of the situation right here uh, or what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're getting love out of your Colton. That's awesome. You're getting, you're getting a lot of love out of you. <laughs> well, that's what I do. Cheers, Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm going to say, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, as uh, we're all conservatives, um, we all are for the free market. We're all, uh, you know, fiscally conservative, but I have no respect for people who act, they, they want to privatize their gains and then socialize the losses. It's disgusting. All of those uh, people that manipulate the market, I'm not saying what people on Reddit did is right, but God, that, it's fine. I mean, like, let it, let it pass. Let this one pass. Like, like Colin said, they do it on Wall Street every single day and they're allowed to get by because they make billions of dollars and then they put it right back into politicians. 
let these people like I, I see nothing really wrong with it, you know, but I, I'm just I'm just really sick of seeing the those super rich take advantage of everyday Americans. And I, I'm going to sound like a socialist right there. Hey, if you make your money, make your money. That's fine. I have no problem with that. It's I have a problem when you try and then say, oh, I lost my money. Government, can you please help me out? No, screw you. You lost your money. You're bad with money. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just uh I'm getting to the point, man. I, I get why people say eat the rich, man. They, they, they're just taking advantage of us everyday Americans. Um, you know what? So we got Raheem over here. See you guys Monday. Yes, sir. Those of you that don't know, we will be on the Urban Conservative Monday starting off Black History Month, right? So look forward <laughs> to that. We'll be we'll be sharing more info about that on our page, so please stay tuned for that. Yeah. We'll and thank you, Raheem. Looking forward to seeing you, brother. Man, Omar, weigh in for us here. What you got? Well, I'm not the biggest economics person. Right now I'm taking an economics and public policy course and I am <laughs> struggling through it, but I still have an A, so um, that's a good thing. But what I'll say about this is I want people to make money. I want people to use the market to make money. Use the stock market, let the free market fix itself, let the free market decide prices, let the free market do its job. But at the same time, like Chris said, okay, you're making money and then you lose your money and you ask the government to come back and bail you out. I was never for bailouts um, in any case. I think they're crazy. I think they're wrong. Um, you know, you, we have to decide to let companies fail. We need to let these hedge fund managers fail. And, and not are you bailing them out with? Huh? Whose money are we bailing them out with? Yeah, taxpayer money. Oh. Tax, it, 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 oh. Listen, taxpayer money should not be bailing out companies. It, they, it shouldn't. It's uh, it's unfair. Okay, if I start a company and then, for one, you're not investing in it, you don't want to buy anything from it, but now your tax dollars have to help me out so I can stay rich. But um, even my workers that don't get anything out of it. I, I don't like that. Um, if that makes me sound socialist, it makes me sound a little socialist, but I don't like when people cheat the system, when people cheat the free market system. I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. Um, you know, so let's get cheating out of, out of the system. Let's do it fairly. You know, if you fairly make your money, make your money. That's what I want to do with the stock market. I want to make money. I want to make money correctly. Buy Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it to the moon. We're not giving financial advice for anybody here that's saying otherwise. We're totally not giving financial advice. But if you want to, if you want to meet us on the moon, we recommend that you buy Dogecoin. <laughs> the moon is nice this time of year. I mean, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, no, no financial advice out here. None of us yeah. are stock market uh, aficionados, but you know, uh, yeah, no, definitely. No, I think they're going to go to jail for that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So oh, you guys, manipulation. There you go. FBI is yeah, coming yeah, down yeah, on us, guys. Manipulating everything. So do you guys remember the movie, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman, you know, Ben Affleck and Bane and everything like that? It, the one thing that's sticking out to me the most in the middle of all of this is the scene where, you know, Bane straight up breaks in and he goes to, like, you know, the, the stock market and it goes in there. So I want to see if this will play here. If this will play. See if you guys can hear this. Stock exchange. There's no money you can steal. Really? Why are you people here? I 
that workout, that play. Yep. Yeah. 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 Seriously, it's like, and that's how I'm feeling right now. I I feel like Bane. I'm sorry. I feel I feel that way. Oh, uh, you can't. There's no money here. You can't feel like. Oh, really? Why are you guys here? Like, oh, we're sorry. You're allowed to manipulate the market, but we can't. And when we do it, we go to jail. Congress is allowed to go do a lot of insider trading. They knew the economy was going to tank mm-hmm. back when COVID was first coming out, and they sold all their stuff off. But Martha Stewart goes does a little insider trading, and she goes to prison. Other people went to prison for way less. There are different rules for different types of people, and mm-hmm. it's not based upon skin color. I don't know. It's a different type of class out there. It's cl- I don't want to say we're getting into class warfare, but a lot of people are getting fed up. And they're not going to have this anymore. And it's becoming very, very clear and apparent. But my biggest hope here in the middle of all this is that people could maybe connect the dots when they question what's going on here with Wall Street and the hedge funds. And then question about what what happens in elections when they stop counting votes at a certain time at night. And then they just start counting them a certain time later. And then you're not allowed to question them. And everybody else is against you. And when you start saying anything, they think you're crazy. Because they're rigged it and because they're good. I just hope somebody connects the dots and realizes that these people aren't your friends up at the top. Oh, they're looking out for us. Are they? Are they really? Who's looking out for you? <laughs> it might be Big Brother, but I don't think they're really looking out for you. And that's mm. in the middle of these last like these last three days. That's the biggest thing I've noticed. It was just that. Trust you know for these people at an all-time low. All-time low. Yeah. You know, it, you know it's weird. When the right and the left finally agree on something, it, it that that tells you something is wrong, and we need to fix it. Uh, I never see the day. I thought I would never see the day where AOC and Ted Cruz agree on something. No, AOC and Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that too. And then AOC was like, "He's trying to kill me, guys. He's trying to kill me." Yeah, like, yeah, about that too. Like, gosh, when it. Has she filed any criminal charges against anybody yet for these attempted killings of herself? No, no she's just currently crying on you Twitter. I, I like to see her try. I like to see her try. But here's the thing about that: if you really believe that Republicans are out there to kill you, you need to resign from U.S. Congress. That Congress is not a place for you. Because guess what? When you're out there in politics, there is there are death threats on your life. There are there are people that literally do want to kill you. You you know there are people that are going to threaten your life. Um, I, I don't think anybody in Congress would do that. No, there's no evidence that anybody in Congress has actually threatened her life or tried to kill her. But if she really fears that, she needs to get out of Congress. She, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, um, the it, there's new members of the squad. They, they are. What's what's idiotic about it is like she's like all these Republican senators they you know the storming of the Capitol they try to kill me weren't they there with you like they're they're in the same room with you and you're like they're trying to kill me no the people outside you think the people outside would have just marched in like don't kill the Republicans just kill these guys no that it it makes no sense she's just an idiot AOC is an idiot it makes no sense Chris it's very what. Wait, no, Omar, you said oh, what, what's no. the funny thing about that? The funny thing about it is there were there were people that stormed the Capitol that were calling for Mike Pence's head. Mike Pence of all they, people. There you go. Know, so so it didn't there was no respect of party, if you want to call it that. It was it was mainly okay, we're just mad, we're gonna storm the Capitol. Um, and if they were to get 
to any of the senators or representatives or even the vice, the former, well, now former vice president, it, they, it wouldn't have mattered who it was. They were going to do a free for all on whoever they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. Um, it didn't matter if you were a Republican or Democrat. No, I, I mean, the biggest thing that I noticed from all this is that after everybody's literally losing their money, realizing that the game's rigged against them, and she just says, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, just straight for attention. Unbelievable. And she does this all the time, all the time, photo ops, making everything about herself when there's like an actual issue at hand. That's just, yeah, it's, it, it, and that's where I think Congress and politics have turned into Hollywood. These people are just straight up acting and just, just straight up clout chasing all day long. Mm -hmm. She calls out uh, career politicians for this kind of stuff all the time, but she's like the most career politician. Out. She's going, for, she's going for the moon with this. She's going to be in politics forever. You will not get her out of politics. She's going to be like Bernie Sanders. She found an easy job that she just has to basically smile, take pictures and cry. And then she's going to get reelected because the people in her district, frankly, are stupid. And I'm sorry if you live in her district, well, but if you voted for her, you're stupid. I'm, I'm Chris, sorry. there are rumors that she may challenge Chuck Schumer. For there you go. Honestly, that'd be funny. I, I'm not going to lie. That well, would be funny. Oh, um, I let's see what happens. I let's hope she I, does so Chuck Schumer can beat her. Even though Chuck Schumer is really no better, I, I'd much rather Chuck Schumer that knows Senate rules than um, AOC who would just try to demolish the entire system. She would just um, go on the Senate floor and just be like, uh, yeah, just start screaming. Here's the thing where I disagree. I'd probably have, have her in there than Schumer because any sort of legislation really? she will put up will not pass. It will not pass. Yeah. Get upon arrival. She will get, it'll, it'll literally just be a total stalemate because nobody's going to going to go wrong with whatever she passes and compared to Chuck Schumer where they, they have a weasel agenda out there. She's so far left that the establishment people there don't like her at all. So she goes out there and she wants her agenda. She doesn't sponsor great legislation. It's all terrible. She falls in line at the end of the day at some point, but I think she's less of a threat than Schumer. Uh, well, maybe, maybe New York will wise up and get a Republican in there. Uh, you never know. Maybe let, let's, let's, let's keep hope alive. If enough people move out of New York City, then maybe. I mean, people are leaving in droves, so maybe we can just have upstate New York run the elections for the next decade or so. There you go. Fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. The NRA did leave, and I and I'm highly upset about that. But left slash filed for bankruptcy slash moving to. Well, they Texas. filed for bankruptcy to leave. I I think that was a a way a maneuver that they could leave and take their assets with them or. But whatever. I'm not I'm not the expert on bankruptcy, but I think they filed that. Uh, uh, what is a chapter 11 bankruptcy just because they wanted to move to Texas. It, pretty smart to me, I, I guess. It's kind of surprising that the NRA was in New York, uh, you know, um, bad move. But well, well, think about this. Rudy Giuliani used to run New York. There have been and, and Rudy Giuliani just has a big mouth and he just talks a lot <laughs> and his hair dies going down his face. I'm not a Giuliani fan. Back in the day, sure. Hey, hey, now it's hey, just, hey. Uh, there will be he, no Rudy Sanders. There will be no Rudy Sanders. <laughs> I, I refuse to allow. None of it. The, the he, he's not, he's on vacation now. Let's just say that he's just chilling uh, on an island somewhere, enjoying himself. As he should, as he should. Yeah. You know, 80, 80 plus years old. So that, that's one of those big things. And, and then, I mean, well, 
here now we're looking with Reddit and GameStop, and now what's the now, Colton? Can you explain? Um, I know we, we kind of brushed over it. You talked about it for a little bit, but let let's talk. Uh, let's talk Robin Hood. Yeah. We got to talk Robin Hood because it, it isn't part of our like episode title. So we got to talk Robin Hood here. Because, yeah, Ro- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robin Hood. It's it's an app that makes trading and the stock market easy. Uh, easy access for the everyday person. You don't have to go to these websites where you have to deposit like five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars where these more wealthier uh traders go it's it's an it's a free app you can deposit probably however much you want and you can do probably as little amount of purchases and trades as you want it just makes it easier and more accessible uh for the, the everyday man and this is i assume where most of the redditors went because most of these people probably aren't very rich if they're on Reddit all the time. And I wouldn't probably trust Wall Street bets on Reddit either because, I mean, Reddit's not a very reliable source. So if I had to guess, this is where, where a lot of these people go to lose money. And uh, so I'm assuming a lot of the activity came from Robinhood. And once this kind of made news, national news, made the rounds, Robinhood shut down trading. It paused trading on GameStop, AMC, and Nokia, maybe BlackBerry as well. Those were the four main ones. And I think they've opened it up to where it's limited trading now. But uh, yeah, if you bought that GameStop stock, uh, I'd be trying to sell it as soon as possible because I think it went down pretty big today. I I saw that there was speculation about people's shares and those stocks being sold without their consent. Can can you confirm that? Have you heard anything about that? Um, I don't know about that. Uh, would you mean Robinhood sold their stock? Yeah, yeah, like, like Robinhood. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I wouldn't be too surprised uh, if this is market manipulation, like they say. Uh, it's kind of really not up to you anymore if you get convicted on that, and that's kind of where the SEC also steps in. And uh, once you violate market manipulation as an everyday person, not a billionaire, then they kind of run run the rules and they make decisions after that. So I'm sure coordinated with hedge funds, uh, Robin hood and the sec, these people will probably lose their stock. They won't make any money off of it. And the main ones leading the charge will probably go to jail. There's different rules for different people. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I mean, that's just kind of how our country is right now. And it's probably not going to improve anytime soon, at least in the, not the next four years. Yeah. You guys see Vlad's interview? You, any of you guys get to see that on CNBC? No, I didn't. The owner Robin Hood, where he just like kind of backtracked and like denied, you know, that they were like cutting people off and everything like that, and just saying that, you know, the market, you know, is being manipulated, and we just want to make sure everybody's assets are safe, and that you know they're able to buy their stuff safely, so we have a lot of traffic coming in. And then, like, they shut it down. And it really seems like when they shut it down, it gave a shot for the billionaires to go ahead and pull out and, get, you know, secure themselves. Yeah, before yeah they pulled out a GameStop pretty quickly. So, yeah, they, they're, they're already out. Uh, they won't lose any more money. But it, it's, it's unfortunate for the people that put money in GameStop, mm-hmm. especially the people that were just kind of following along or that saw it on the news before it really took off and went viral that said, oh, I'll put 10 or $20 in GameStop, and it shot up, and they made a couple hundred dollars off of it. Now they can't pull it out. 
and they'll probably they might lose that money. Uh, Robin Hood might take it from them, or they might just hold their money in that account until it goes back down to like whatever it was at before, where they either lose their ten dollars or they don't make any money off of it. Chris, you were going to say something. I was going to say just that, yeah, it is. It's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of people are kind of putting money into it. I don't know of too many people who have like put in a lot of money um, on these kind of like just viral stocks that just came out. Like nobody, I'm well, let me not say nobody. I'm sure somebody put in a, a little bit too much money, but mm -hmm. most people are like, uh, I'll throw in 50 bucks. I can lose 50 bucks. But if I make money, I make money off of it. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people did make some sort of money, whether it was on, well, now with GameStop and AMC and stuff like that, you can't really pull out. Um, of course, those hedge funds can pull out and, you know, sell and be done and stop losing their money. But us us common people, us peons, no, we don't have that privilege. Um, but, you know, on, uh, on the other side, you have cryptocurrency where, you know, the, there's less, less rules to that. So... Um, I feel like a lot of people uh, made made a little bit of money on that um, and then kind of pulled out and sold. But we'll, we'll see what happens. There's uh, kind of some speculation that it'll go up over the weekend as the stock market's closed. And, you know, you have uh, crypto obviously is is not like the stock market. They're open on the weekend. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But it, it, it's, it's a shame. And hopefully um, for anyone who is, you know, benefiting from this market manipulation, not the Reddit Reddit market manipulation. I mean, these hedge funds and what they're doing. Um, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, a conservative or a liberal, um, you are disgusting and I do not want to be your friend. I don't want to support you. Like that's, that's it. Um, I, I have no sympathy for those politicians calling out and saying that um, that's okay. Um, please resign. Uh, I, I do not want to support you. I don't care if there's an R next to your name, I will not support you. Um, same thing for those senators that uh, in over the summer who sold all their stocks right before coronavirus uh, the and all of that, that huge um, scandal that happened. I don't care if you were a Republican or a Democrat, I do not support you. Um, and that's it's just as simple as that. It's not uh, partisan. This is just ethics, and you have no morals if that's what you're going to do and manipulate the market. It's and it's sad, but I also hope it's like it's an opportunity for a great awakening. And I think it's a great opportunity to reach across and like show people that man, putting all your trust in the government and the people that are pulling the strings isn't necessarily the greatest thing on earth. Will people get it? Maybe some will fall through the cracks and understand. I have a feeling that a lot won't, and you know, we'll eventually get back to just where it is, right versus left, and everybody's at each other's throats. It's very unfortunate. But for the time being, and I hope people become really, really skeptical, and they keep that skepticism just going and going and going, and start wondering what's really in their best interest. I really hope they get to that point. Question everything, everybody. Question everything. All the time. Question. 100%. Play devil's advocate for everything. Somebody tells you something, question that because it, it, it really, don't trust anybody. No one no one out here is looking out for your own well-being. Look out for your own. It's no, I, I don't want to say no one cares about you, but kind of true, you know. <laughs> not not going not gonna to gloss <laughs> over it, you know. Uh, people want to look out for themselves and uh, their families before they're going to look out for you. And obviously, you know, we can see it. You know, it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And um, 
you know, people are going to look out for themselves, especially the super elite and the rich. They're looking out for themselves and what's going to make them money. They don't care about you. I'll say this. Um, trust nobody but God. Uh, that's biblical. Um, he, he, the Bible says don't trust man. Don't put your trust in man. Put your trust in God. Um, everything I do, everything I put money in, I pray over it. I pray that it does nothing but prosper me. I pray that it gets me closer to God. I pray that nothing good, that something good comes out of everything that I do, everything I put money in, everything I put time in. So if you go with that, if, if you're Christian and you're watching and you, and you go with that notion and put that in your daily life, I promise you, your life will be much better. Absolutely. Well, for the first time in a long time, man, we're going to switch gears and talk about stuff that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. <laughs> get into the world of sports. It's been too darn long. Man, there's been some moves made in the NFL. There's been some big news. Uh, you know, biggest thing, I mean, big, big thing out here. Deshaun Watson once out of Houston, uh, even with the signing of the new head coach, it wasn't who he wanted. And he wants out. He wants to be gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, he wants to go to the Jets, apparently. He said he wouldn't mind going to the Jets. Uh, potentially, I, I don't think he's going to stay in Houston at all. I think he's definitely gone, but I'm not sure exactly where he's going. Uh, man, Colton, where do you think Deshaun Watson's at? Do you think, you think he's going to the Jets? Do you think he's, he's going to take uh, it out? I don't know why anybody would want to go to the Jets, honestly. <laughs> the Jets are the worst team in the NFL, and you have to live in New York City. Like New York City's the worst it's been probably since the 80s. Who wants to live in New York City right now? Absolutely. Well, Deshaun Watson does. That's probably really about it. I, I don't understand that move. But maybe it, maybe he sees something there. I don't know. But, yeah, he's definitely not staying in Houston. That's for sure. Uh, I, I also saw where Denver's a likely look, uh, landing spot for him. So I could Denver? see Denver as a pretty good possibility. Really? Uh, that'd be terrible because you know about that John Elway curse, right? You go to Denver <laughs> and all these quarterbacks, these ever since they I don't think it's that Christian. Ever since they kicked out Tim Tebow, man, that that team's been cursed <laughs> quarterback. Minus the little Peyton Manning stint where they won a Super Bowl, but everybody else has been absolutely awful. one too. Uh, you know what? I'll say to this: um, even though they hired a black head coach, it wasn't the head coach that he wanted, um, which. Which I don't get. He's a mobile quarterback. Um, he the head coach is coming from the Ravens, and the Ravens have been doing great with Lamar Jackson. Of course, Lamar Jackson is hit or miss with some things, but he's a pretty good quarterback and will be a good quarterback for a long time. So, um, David Cullen, I don't know what that offense is going to look like, but um, I think it's going to be a mobile quarterback offense. So it could have helped Deshaun Watson, but um, they did not. He had to learn who the G the new GM was through, I think Facebook or Twitter. So Deshaun Watson was already upset about that. He, so I don't think he was fully included in the hiring of um, yeah. the new head coach. So he, he's upset be included in the process. Yeah. Do you think players should be included in those processes now? High, high, high profile players because Deshaun Watson, has to be the leader of the team. JJ Watt, it, he's it, it was a fraction year veteran. He's probably got about four years left in him, four good years left in him. He, he might go for six, but 
I see four good years left for J.J. Watt. He's not the leader of the team. It would be Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson should have been included. But I'm holding out that um, if Drew Brees retires, he's coming down to New Orleans. I would love to see him in Sean Payton's offense. I think Sean Payton would absolutely uh, ball out with Deshaun Watson. Um, Denver's not a good choice. Denver's offense coordinator is Pat Shermer. Look at what Pat Shermer has done with offenses everywhere he goes. They're terrible. He had one stroke of luck in Minnesota a few years back, and I think they had probably three quarterbacks at that time. So, um, no, I, I can't see him going to Denver. I can see I can see him going to the Jets because people like Robert Sala. It's hard to dislike Robert Sala. Um, he, he's a people person. He's a player's coach. So he may want to go there, but they may want to stick with Sam Darnold. I don't know. Um, I just hope we trade for him. I hope we put out a trade for him. All right. So – uh, you so right now apparently they're asking price for Deshaun Watson right now is three first round picks plus a player. Uh, they believe he's a generational talent and he's worth all that and a, a bag of candy. Do you guys think that's too steep of ask, or do you think it's enough, or do you think they should be asking more? I mean, he did tear his ACL once already. All right, man, he's got he's got a serious injury under his belt, man. When I look at like it's like almost like show me the Carfax, like this dude's got a car accident on his record. Like he's got he's got an accident on his record. He's been he's been messed up once. Still a fantastic player. Uh, team let him down this year, absolutely. But three first round picks, three. So we're talking years and years in advance that these teams aren't going to have a shot at it. Is Deshaun Watson worth all of that? Is he really cold? Is he is he really worth all of that? I I think it depends one hundred percent on the situation. If if you're a GM and you look at the quarterback position and you say if I can get an upgrade and I, if I have a Deshaun Watson running my offense we can win a Super Bowl, then I think 100% it's worth three-round draft picks. Any other situation outside of that, no, it's not. It's not worth three draft picks because you're going to need those first-round draft picks to get offensive linemen, a running back receiver, defensive players. Uh, there are much better places those could go if you have at least a decent quarterback to get you by. But if you're not ready to win a Super Bowl now, if you don't need that quarterback to get you over that hump, to get you to the Super Bowl level, I don't think it's worth three first-round draft picks. I mean, it's 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 a lot to give up, and like you were saying, I mean, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you're already POA every draft pick you get each year. Why not give away three first-round picks? You don't draft right in the first round in the past five years, so what's three years? Oh, what's three? Why not? Why not give it up for Deshaun Watson? What do I care? Bro, goodness sake, Howie Roseman over there just care about the cap situation. You care about the cap situation. That 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 may be the only thing that's stopping my Saints from getting Deshaun Watson. Um, the cap situation. I don't, I don't think who the only person we got on cap like that's Carson Wentz. That that's taking up all that cap space right now. Yeah, we, where are you going to send them to? Who's going to want that trade? Who's going to want that trade? All right, bro. All right, I'm just going to say the Denver Broncos took Brock Osweiler for all that money. Somebody is going to take him for that money. Somebody's going to take him for that money. You can take away Brock Osweiler. 90 mil and have that less than two years. I'll say this. I think I think it's too high. Um I I'll say two first round picks, maybe and a player, not three. Um maybe a first and a third and a player. That's how I would deal them. Um that well, I think that's how Mickey Loomis would probably take it in New Orleans. I'm sorry. I love talking about New Orleans and trying to get trades for my team. Um, 
yeah, but I just want you to know we're both we both have champion at least one championship. We only have one championship, so you can't talk as much as me. In the Either last, one, last talk, decade, none of us are gonna talk. Decade, all right? The, the only person that could talk is Colton. And but then again, he hasn't won since the 90s. Oh. That's true. That's true. None of my teams have won since the 90s. <laughs> I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. We haven't won since 95. The Cowboys haven't won since 95. I'm a University of Tennessee fan. We won the national championship in 98. Uh, the 90s were my, my decade, and I was born for 13 <laughs> months of those those 90s. So I got oh, to win man. the Tennessee national championship. I was, was one good, month old. To good 13 months. Months. It was a good 13 months. We celebrated. Parted pretty hard. Well, um, I'll say this about the Sean. If the Saints make this trade and give up three first round draft picks, I'm going to call Ricky it's Williams. This is a Ricky Williams hard. trade. Yeah, talk about the Saints. Let's talk realistic. I could see it is realistic. It is realistic. Jets. I think Detroit needs a quarterback now. I think the Niners could possibly give up Jimmy G for something. Here, but you're going to talk about the Saints. Are the Saints like, come on? Like, no, they like, need no. Like, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. Good old years all the time. Nobody wants. We to need that. a quarterback now. Breeze is gone. I don't trust Jameis Winston. I'm sorry. Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Pick it. Pick it. Pick it. You Neither of them. Neither of them. You know what? Yeah. I will keep my first round pick, and I'm getting Mac Jones from Alabama. Alabama quarterbacks ain't fizzling out unless we're too. Mac Jones. Mac Jones can do it. Uh, Mac Jones will push you at a nice six and ten. We have a great supporting cast. We got Michael Thomas, I, Emmanuel Sanders will stay around. Alvin Kamara. We I can't do it, Omar. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. I cut you off. <laughs> don't you try me. Don't you I'm I'm only, I'm we can't let's talk. Let's just talk. We don't gotta talk about our favorite team the whole time. Don't talk about your favorite team. Like, talk, let's talk you real. Do, you talk do real you talk do that with the Eagles. I talk for a quick second, but I'm not talking. I'm not talking realistically, like going down the line about who we're going to sign. Yeah, <laughs> realistically, y'all could trade Carson Wentz to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. We don't, don't know. We don't right know until pen and paper. I also wouldn't say Michael Thomas is much of a uh, a threat. His six yard catches aren't really doing too much down the field. You know, that was the biggest fantasy bummer of the year, I got to say. That was absolutely devastating for everybody in the fantasy world. I feel sorry a little bit, but, my goodness, that was awful. He'll bounce back. Uh, He'll bounce back. Matthew Stafford is walking out on Detroit. The team's mutually agreed. They're going to part ways. He's heading out. He's stepping out. He's 32 years old. You know, he's had a lot of injuries, you know, stepped here and there. Chris, I feel sorry, man. Detroit's kind of, you know, they're going through it, man. They're still going through it. You know. We've been going through it for as long as I've been. I mean, it's it's as long as I've really known what football is. We've been going through it. It's 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 really just you know. I, that's why I always say you know I'm about as proficient in sports as Joe Biden is in public speaking. And the reason that is is because I am from Detroit. Uh, we have no real good teams, and uh, so I I kind of. I'll, I'm, I'll call myself a fake fan all day. When they make it somewhere, I'll be there. And until then, I'm not watching it. I don't want to. I don't want to witness the the downfall. I, I know every Thanksgiving we'll we'll be watching football, and this is a disappointment. At least we get the turkey afterwards. But yeah, Matthew Stafford walking out on Detroit. A lot of people, I will say, are very upset. Uh, Matthew Stafford is loved in Detroit. In my, I mean, in my humble opinion, the people that I know, people do love Matthew Stafford. It's not even because of, you know, he, the player that he is, it's more the person that he is. Um, he is a really, um, amazing person. And I, I think so. I don't, um, 
he's a great player, of course, but I do think he's an amazing person. I think he has a, like a heart of gold and so does his wife. Um, they do a lot in the Detroit area. Um, they've done a lot on, um, you know, local stuff, charities and things like that. So he, he is, he's loved. Um, so him leaving, you know, it is sad, but the Lions need to change. So uh, see you, yeah. Matt, and we'll see you soon. Uh, we we got to change some stuff up. I mean, other than just the quarterback, let's change up some more stuff. But we got a new coach, so we'll see what happens. Got it. Yeah, I might need a full uh, home makeover. You know, I just need a full yeah. makeover out there in Detroit. Uh, there's a few landing spots are potentially talking about with Matthew Stafford walking to. I mean, now that Phillip Rivers is retiring, Indianapolis is possibly a home for him. I don't know. Do you think he fits? Frank Reich can do a lot of things. I'll tell you what, Frank Reich is a mastermind, you know, behind the scenes there. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford right now currently is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers was this year. And I think they could have, you could probably take him a lot further than Phillip Rivers even brought him, even though they had a you know a good run this year with a good defense for the most part. You know, so I, I think that that's a solid spot. I mean, where do you guys, I mean, I, I can see him going to Indianapolis. I can see him going to San Francisco. I can really see him giving up Jimmy Garoppolo. Taking Matthew Stafford at 32 years old and Kyle Shanahan working magic, but I mean, no, it, it's just. And, and they're talking about giving up two first-round picks out in Indianapolis for Matthew Stafford. Is he worth two first-round picks? No. And that's where it's. That's. that's <laughs> hey, hey, Chris. I, I like Matthew Stafford a lot. Matthew Stafford. Hey, hey, he reminds me of Breeze, just a taller version. Um, but two first-round picks at 32 years old, all of the injuries he sustained, I can't see it. If you're going to trade for him, you better have a good offensive line because if he gets hurt, that's it. That's your season. Um, San Francisco has a good offensive scheme for um, for him to stay upright, but they don't have a good offensive line. I Trent Williams, a left tackle, he's gonna he, he's gonna fall by the wayside in a couple of years, uh, and that's the only guy I can name off of that offensive line. Honestly, um, it, Indianapolis, I think yeah, I think they had someone retire just now, um, and I think it was the left tackle. So you need to replace your left tackle um, and keep Matthew Stafford upright. I don't think I I can't see Indianapolis doing that unless they find a left tackle in the um free agency uh the i don't know i don't know where he goes maybe yeah. he can't go to the jets i know that they have a porous offensive line yeah. they need to they need to spend five years remaking the offensive line to be honest yeah. so there's um, i don't know where he goes here they're saying possibly they're saying chicago, possibly Jared, chicago Jared, the washington terrible I can and, see and the biggest was one on the list that I, I don't know I didn't really think about was the Los Angeles Rams of all places. It, no, no. It, Sean McVay moves too fast in his play calling for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford will get confused. He'll he'll bobble <laughs> mess up. Jared Goff is not much better. He really the, no, but Jared Goff can work with Sean McVay. Listen, the only person that really brought out anything. With Alex Smith was Jim Harbaugh. I mean, Andy Reid is a great coach. He's a great QB whisperer, and he did some good things there too. But who brought out the best in um, Alex Smith? It was Jim Harbaugh. You need that type of coach to bring out the best in you, and that's Jerry Goff. Um, maybe that's the best he gets. I don't know. Maybe he'll be better. But Jared and Sean McVay, they're they're still magic together. But, but we I, don't I know can't. if that's 
method it can be because he's been with Sean the whole time. Alex Smith, on the other hand, had you know because a suit before Harbaugh got there. Then all of a sudden, oh wow, he can actually play really well. In contrast, Jared Goff and you know Sean McVay have been together since day one. When Jared Goff, when you separate him, Jared Goff is going to be a bust. I'm telling you, he's been a bust. He ain't that great. It, he's not. He's not a bust. He's stable and he's solid. He's pretty solid for that team. He's a good eight and eight quarterback. That's really all he's good for. And I mean, he has a really good defense on the other side of the football. I mean, led by Aaron Donald, who's probably the best pass rusher in the game. And he still can't put up points. I mean, you got to put up points, obviously, to win. You got to score more points than the other team. You know who he reminds me of? He just Eli. Do that. That's true. Yeah. Eli was because Jared Goff is tough. He, he's played through injuries. Eli Manning played. I, I remember um, when they won, when Eli won his first Super Bowl, he was supposed to be out for six weeks um, after week one. He was back in week two playing. He played horribly, but it, he's he's tough. And I think Jared Goff is tough. He's a tough quarterback. I just I don't see him as being a franchise figure. I don't see him sticking around too much longer. If the Rams want to be serious, I think they got to get serious, and that's at the quarterback position. I don't think it's Jared Goff. I think they got to make some moves. I don't know about drafting anybody necessarily going young, but you know, there's some decent people on the market right now when you look at it. There's some people that could shake it up. Just just imagining something like crazy like Deshaun Watson and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah. That is that is something. To say. That's something. They, they had not given up first round draft picks for Deshaun Watson. I mean, the Rams have been known to give up draft picks for good players, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Well, I I can't see him doing it, knowing that they need a left tackle now. Uh, Andrew Whitworth is old. I I don't know if he can do it next year. They need they a left tackle. They need defensive ends. Um, I, they need a really good linebacker. I, uh, right now, so. I can't see him trading first-round picks right now. I'm telling you, the quarterback is the face of the franchise, man. People will invest a lot in a quarterback, and they will give up a lot for a quarterback. Well, you invested in Carson Wentz. How did that turn out for you? We still have him, don't we? And and guess what? You're porous. You have a porous offensive line right now. Yeah. Uh, you want a Super you Bowl. have a porous defense line, Super except Bowl. for Fletcher Cox, who came from Mississippi, by the way. We want a Super Bowl, all right? You want to talk about this? Yeah, you want barely. Barely, barely. You barely yeah. beat Tom. If if Tom if Tom wouldn't have fumbled the ball, no. If the Patriots wouldn't have fumbled the ball, I don't know if it was Tom. That was a Goodness, what? How are you going to discredit everything like that? Whole if entire game. Come on, it's playmaking. Maybe we make plays. We're fun to watch. One play. One one play. We're actually, fun, fun, to watch play January. We're actually fun to watch in January and like the. the the, the who that whatever down there in the super dome. Yeah, um, it, it, excuse me. We were cheated. We were cheated several times. We were cheated by the Rams. We were cheated by the Vikings. And we Let's not talk cheated. about cheating when you have bounty games. It was, it was cheating. Cheating. Let's not talk about cheating. We're gonna talk. We don't, we don't I didn't want to do this, Omar. I didn't want to have it go like this. I didn't want this to happen. But we're gonna talk about cheating. We're gonna go into this. Like we can't. We gotta be. Okay, we gotta come be on. Gotta be bring it. No, we don't need to do this, man. We got, we got other people here. We got other people here. We got other people here. There's other stuff going on. Bring you know, Matthew, Stafford, Matthew Stafford's leaving. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles on their long coaching hunt decide to sign Nick Sirianni, uh, a protege of Frank Reich, our former offensive coordinator. And 
I don't know how much say he's really going to have in the player development there in Philadelphia, and I don't know where that goes next. Where it goes next, uh, they he just said today that he's open at the quarterback position. He wants to do what's best for the team, put us in the best position. So that doesn't sound great for Carson Wentz's sake. Uh, he could be gone. I don't know where he goes. I, I don't I have no idea where he goes if he walks. Um, big news, fantasy news at least. Uh, Zach Ertz is, is going to be out of Philly. He's not going to be re-signed. So that's that's a big hit. That's a big hit. I don't know where Zach Ertz goes, but. That that guy is. Zach Ertz can come to Dallas as long as Carson Wentz doesn't come with him. You know that's. He can come to New Orleans too. That's absolutely awful. And I, you know what? Let me tell you this. My story. I will gladly take Zach Ertz, and Matthew Stafford. He's a Texas guy. The Cowboys might not be bringing back Dak. A nice sign and trade there from Dakota Prescott. Send him to Detroit. Bring Matthew Stafford home to Dallas. Get a few good years at him. Out of him, you have Zach Ertz. You have. Amari Cooper, you have Ezekiel Elliott, which you really kind of don't have Ezekiel Elliott at this point. He had a horrible year. But, I mean, he's still there. He can have a breakout run from time to time. Matthew Stafford might be who they need. Uh, obviously, Mike McCarthy's offense didn't do too well last year, so maybe – which Dak was out for a decent amount of the year. But quarterback change might be what Dallas needs. They're, they're already talking. They said possibly Zach Ertz could land in – uh, Indianapolis, which would be very interesting because Trey Burton is there right now, I mean, a former Eagle himself. But the Buffalo Bills need a tight end, and that with Josh Allen could cause problems in the AFC East if that were to happen. That would actually wouldn't be too bad to see. That'd be some that'd be some shakeup fun happen. I, w- I wouldn't mind to watch that happen. You know, you know what, Colton? Uh, but, you make a good point. You, you you make a good point with with your team. Your team is stacked. Yet they yet they couldn't pull it together. I don't blame Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry. I blame Jerry Jones. Jerry needs to get out of his way, hire a GM, hire a president, and just let them work and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to just let you guys run it and, and get out of my own way. He's tried to get back to Super Bowl and get far in the play. He's tried to get far in the playoffs since 1995. You know, since 95, that's how many years? It's what, 25? Nearly 30 years, 30 years, you we you can't get past the divisional round. Uh, I, I think it's time for Jerry not to sell the team, keep the team in the family. I don't care. But no, um, sell, it, sell, it's, sell, time, sell. it's time to hire somebody to actually run that team um, and let Mike McCarthy do what, do what he does best. He's a great coach. Um, it let, let him make personnel decisions, let a GM, pair him with a good GM. Um, but – it, to be honest, y'all have a stacked team. I was scared of y'all's team uh, when you drafted CD Lamb. I said, "Oh crap, the Cowboys are gonna are gonna do something," and I can't talk about them. Then you gave up three leads, and I was like, "No, what is happening in Cowboy Land?" Um, but I think for y'all, the, the, what y'all have to do is get rid of Jerry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's he's the root of all of our problems. Yeah, it's Jerry's world, and you're just living in it. Unfortunately, <laughs> but you know what? Jerry made a lot of money, so if true. I do yeah. want to be like Jerry in that regards. I, I think that uh, a lot of things could be good for the Cowboys franchise if Jerry mm-hmm. Jones were to not be there. So I hope Jerry Jones has a great another 50 years of life. <laughs> I hope he, he keeps running that wow. franchise. I hope the Cowboys pay Dak 200 mil, and I hope you know, I get public. 
all the best for that guy. We'll pay Dak if you pay Carson. We'll pay Dak if you pay Carson. We already paid Carson. I don't know. Pay him again. Pay him again. Every year, pay him again. (laughs) You guys haven't paid Dak yet. I want Carson to have a lifetime contract. You know what? I I hope you know what? I actually want Jerry to stay on. I want Carson to stay on so I can have a good a good clear victory. It's called January. You guys can't get past that. So I don't know if I have a clear victory. When you get back to January, you let me know. We've been to January the last three, four years, just like y'all no, have. No, you have no you have not. When's the last time you've been to Jan- oh 2017? No, we won it in seventeen. Went to the playoffs in eighteen, went to the playoffs in nineteen. We you did not go to the playoffs in nineteen. You did not go to the playoffs. Yeah. Tonight, yeah, we did. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, guys, why don't we just gang up on the Lions? Like, when's the last time they've been to the playoffs? <laughs> it's been decades. I have started the petition to take away the Thanksgiving game from the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys for the fact that nobody Yeah, that's not going to happen. You guys are kicking the homeless man that's sleeping outside the McDonald's right now. Let, let my team, we know in Detroit, we know we're bad. We know that we don't got what's going on. We know we should. I mean, we could be. We could be good, but just things don't go our way. It's just, I would just say it like that. It's Detroit. It's in the water. Hey, hey, listen, Chris, you got you got two great Saints, former Saints coaches up there. <laughs> Your head coach is a, is a former Saints coach, our former assistant head coach. Your defensive coordinator. We have blocked Aaron Glenn from signing with other teams just because he's a good secondary coach. Yeah, our secondary messes up every so often, but they've been improving every single year since he's been there. I think you guys improve a lot. I really do. Well, let's see. Next year, fingers crossed. Maybe I can be a fan next year and I can actually watch the game. Maybe I'll, I'll pay attention. We're going to come back here next year and you you guys win a Super Bowl and we're going to be like, yeah, fake fan, fake fan. <laughs> hey, you guys going to call me that. That's fine. I'll, I'll get a tattoo on my forehead. Fake fan. <laughs> yeah, man, that is something to see. But, uh, man, it, it's been uh, – Man, it's been a busy week, uh, a lot of stuff going on. I like to finally get to unwind and talk sports for a little bit. Politics sometimes gets a little bit uh, monotonous and everything in the world spinning at a very fast pace. Um, you know, things are still what they are. Life isn't 100% awful. A lot of shady stuff going on. It's what we already knew before, but the public's finally getting exposed to it. So hope they wake up. At least. That, that's my final thoughts for the day. Uh, I'll, I'll say honestly, final thoughts. Um, you know, if this week hasn't really taught you that um, we don't have to be partisan on everything, we can really agree with the other side. Um, I, I think it really does reign true that it is. it shouldn't be red versus blue um, all the time. Of course, there's some things we're going to disagree on, but it, it really is those in power versus everyone else. It is a small, small minority who have the power who are always going to look out for themselves and their own interests rather than us. Um, We really need to come back together as Americans um, and really remember that we all live in this 
wonderful country. We're all blessed to be here. And we, we, we need to come together. We need to work together. And honestly, screw those in power right now. They, they, they just want to keep us down. I don't want to sound like a commie and so like we got to rise up or anything. But no, we, we really do need to uh, kind of take our country back and we need to uh, bring back the those checks and balances that limit the president from making 40 executive orders in one week or limit uh, hedge funds from uh, manipulating the market. But when some neckbeards on Reddit do it, they're going to go to federal prison for <laughs> 40 years. I mean, it, it's just uh, just remember that, you know, at the end of the day, red or blue, we just want this country to succeed and we want what's best for everybody. The people in power, they don't want that. They want what's best for them. So. Yeah. Um Totally agree, Chris. Uh, we need to start watching out. We need to start waking up. We need to start paying attention. This week has taught us uh, we need to pay attention to who's in power, what they're doing. Um, we need to pay attention to our money. We need to pay attention to everything that affects us. Um, I know we talk a lot about uh, you know local officials affecting us more than the presidency. It all affects us. Um, we need to be watching what Biden's doing. Also, you need to watch what your county commissioner is doing or your county supervisor is doing. You know, it, you need to watch what what these people are doing with your money, what these people are doing um, to help improve your life, and what these people are doing to destroy it all. Um, and hold those folks accountable. It's time to hold uh, Wall Street accountable. And and get the cheating out of the system. It's time to hold, we have to hold President Biden accountable and his vice president, his entire new cabinet, hold those folks accountable. Um, also, I like Christian said, hey, I'm glad we got a chance to talk sports. Um, I love talking sports, with, at least the NFL, obviously with everybody here. It's been great. Um, can't wait for next week. Yeah. Uh, the last four years were uh, amazing for the conservative movement. Uh, the conservative movement and even the Republican Party grew a ton over the last four years, even though there was still some division within the party. Just the everyday American. So many people joined the conservative movement. And I thought the past four years were the best four years of the conservative movement. But I truly think that these next four years are going to be more uh, important for the conservative movement. We'll, ha we'll see more people become conservative in the next four years than we saw in the last four years, just because of how terrible of a president Joe Biden's going to be. I think we're in Unfortunately. For it. <laughs> I, I think we're really in for it. I think we really are. Gosh, thank you everybody again for tuning in. Another great week. We've been back to back to back three nights in a row here doing different shows for different <laughs> colleges. This has been really fun. Can't wait to get back at it again next week. We'll see you guys then. And thank you all for the support.